Welcome to Say Yes and Become. I'm your host, Leonard Lee, and I want to invite you to get ready to say yes. One of the most exciting and life-shaping words people say today is yes. And when we say yes to God, we become exactly who we were made to be. God is always inviting us to be his friend and to be his partner. It is an invitation to get close to him and then join him in what he wants done. Saying yes to friendship and saying yes to partnership changes everything. We're going to meet people whose yes to God has shaped their very lives and the lives of so many others. We will be encouraged, inspired, and we're going to find new ways to say yes to a friendship and partnership with God. So grab your coffee, get yourself to the gym, get ready for that bike ride, or do whatever you do when you take in a podcast and join us today as we say yes and become. Welcome to Say Yes and Become. I'm excited about our guest today. We have some friends of mine that we met, I believe, in 2018. Uh, we served together in another country. I'll let them tell you a little bit more about that. We uh, have partnered together off and on, and we're excited about the future that God's going to open doors. When I met them, they were not married. They are now. Uh, when I met them, uh, they were much younger. Now they just got better looking. Uh, we're excited to have them. Let me introduce you, Polly and Letty. Would you two, thanks for being here, first of all, and would you two introduce yourselves? Oh, by the way, one, one more thing. We're going to do a little bit of Spanish-English uh, translation, and uh, you'll figure out why in just a minute. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Well, thank you. Good morning, Leonard. Thank you for the opportunity for us to share with you today. For nada. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> bilingual podcast today. There you go. Uh, my name is Polly and um, I'm a U.S. citizen currently serving as a missionary in Cuba and we'll explain more about that as we go along today and um, my husband I mentioned that I'm a U.S. citizen because my husband is not my husband is a, a Cuban national so I'll let him introduce himself too. Sí, muchas gracias por esta oportunidad también para compartir con los oyentes de tu podcast. Thank you for this opportunity to share with the uh, listeners of your podcast today. Como decía mi esposa, soy cubano, soy misionero junto con ella en Cuba. As my wife said, I am a Cuban and I serve alongside her as a missionary in Cuba. Y también profesor de seminario por muchos años y plantador de, de, de iglesias en las casas por, por muchos años allá en Cuba también. And I'm also a seminary professor in Cuba and part of the church planning movement for several years now in Cuba. That's awesome. And Letty and I got married in April of 2019, so we are still kind of newlyweds, just celebrated our three-year anniversary not long ago. You can be and... newlyweds for the first 50 years. Oh, that's great. That's good news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Letty also has a daughter. We have a daughter, uh, um, my bonus daughter. Um, her name is Isabella. She's nine years old. And um, Okay, wait, wait. I'm going to interrupt you because... You say it very well, but Letty, would you say Isabella? Would you Isabella? say? Yeah, would you Isabella. say? Uh, see now, that's that is Isabella. Isabella. So, yes. and uh, that just means she's beautiful, right? Yes. Yes. And <laughs> she is. I have seen her a couple times. Yeah, so she's okay. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Living with her mom in Cuba, and when we're we're on the ground there, currently we're in the U.S. and we'll we can talk about that a little bit more in a bit. But um, 
when we're in Cuba, she's with us um, as often as she can be, and um, we're, in, we're enjoying uh, being parents together. Being a bonus mom has been fun. Challenging oh, and awesome. fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have a stepdad, and uh, well, I did before he, he went to heaven, and uh, he is genuine gift to my life genuine gift and so i know you are too um uh don't tell everybody how we met okay and then i'll fill in with uh, funny stories okay you're good at that <laughs> <laughs> so i met leonard actually through a different contact someone in honduras a missionary that serves with youth for christ he's uh, from honduras and he became a common contact in that we had together and um, Leonard was curious about coming to serve in Cuba. I was currently serving um, in Cuba, but living in Costa Rica as US citizen, um, I could not live full-time in Cuba as a missionary. I'm only able to do so now because uh, the Lord blessed me with a Cuban husband. So through marriage, I can live in Cuba and serve full-time as a missionary. So um, that's just a little side note, but at that time I was still living in Costa Rica, traveling in and out of Cuba and our, our common contact connected us. And Leonard says, you know, I really been wanting to get to Cuba to share what the Lord's put on my heart. So I said, let's do it. And so we met up there, like you said, in 2018, I was still single, Letty was still single, but we had met and we're, we're pretty serious already. And, uh, yeah, so we met there in Cuba and, and spent several days um, serving together and encouraging our brothers and sisters on the island there. Uh, now, what Polly didn't tell you is that uh, when we met, she tried to sell me cigars and rum. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> teasing. Make a living. <laughs> she, she really didn't do that. Um, I have different connections for the cigars. But um, when we met, like she said, she was in Costa Rica uh, through a mutual contact in Central America, in Honduras. And I'd been to Cuba one time before and the Lord had just placed this incredible love in my heart uh, for Cuba and for going there, for serving people. Um, and, and so what I discovered going there is that Cuba is just this, this this beautiful island, it's a country, and it has about 11 million people, and the people are just amazing, uh, warm, loving, uh, everything that you'd want in going and meeting and greeting people is there, uh, incredibly, uh, incredible people. And then, as you said, you were engaged, and then I don't think that, uh, I, I think we just met briefly on that trip, Letty. Mm -hmm. uh, just yeah. for a few minutes i think you came in to steal a, a good night handshake um, <laughs> one night and and um that uh just began to form a friendship and and what you should know is that uh polly works incredibly hard to make sure that when we go the details of everything that we're aiming at doing what god's laid on our heart are done and, and that is what an amazing gift that is. So thank you very much. And she does it very, very well. All right. So um, uh, we've be, become friends since then. I, uh, I, think, I think I'd like to ask you guys kind of the first question. And uh, I'll let you guys decide who answers it first. Uh, but I'd really like to hear, because I think the answers are unique to each individual. Um, the first question is this, what are some uh, life-changing yeses 
that you have said to God, and again, we're talking about saying yes to friendship, that's getting saved, that might be daily, uh, and that's meeting Jesus, and then yes to partnership. What are some life-changing yeses that uh, each of you have said as individuals, and then give me an insight as to what it's like uh, to meet, to marry, because you have a unique story, uh, and it probably required some faith and some yes in there. So please fill our listeners with uh, great stories and wisdom. And if you don't have wisdom, (laughs) if you don't have wisdom, just good stories. (laughs) Sí, um, pensando en mi vida, um, hay dos sí muy, muy importante en mi vida. So thinking back on my life, I recognize two yeses that have been very, very significant for my life. El primer sí fue cuando dije sí al Señor para que entrara en mi vida. The first yes was saying yes to the Lord, that he would enter into my life. Eh, esto fue precedido, este sí fue precedido de, de batallas internas muy profundas. Before saying yes, I faced some internal battles that were very strong. Yo venía de un contexto ateo. I came from a, an atheist background. Y aunque en Cuba en ese momento no era perseguido ser cristiano, pero eh, era, era una decisión difícil. At this time in Cuba, it wasn't necessarily that Christians were being persecuted outright, but it still was a very difficult decision to um, decide to become a Christian. Sí, representaba mm, tal vez ser rechazado por algunas personas todavía y, y, y una presión social muy, muy dura. So what saying yes to Christ meant for me and anyone who accepted Christ in Cuba at this time was the risk of being rejected by family or friends mm. and a lot of social pressure. Yeah. yeah. Pero dije sí. But I said yes. Uh, I'm so glad you did. Uh, can I interject a quick question in here? How did you first hear about Jesus that ca- in a way that caused you to say that that means something to me? Bueno, realmente había escuchado de Cristo eh, muchas veces antes. Really, I had heard of Jesus before, various times. Pero eh, realmente nadie nunca me había predicado directamente. But no one had ever preached to me or shared with me about who he was. Hmm. Eh, sí, llegué a Cristo realmente por un Nuevo Testamento que me regalaron. <laughs> I actually came to Christ through reading a New Testament that someone gave to me as a gift. Wow. Esto que regalan los Gedeones. A little Gideon's Bible. Yes, yes. Sí, un, un, un estudiante. Yo era eh, profesor de high school. I was a high school teacher. Eh, no me había graduado todavía. Estaba practicando. And I was cual. still in university doing my student teaching. Y un estudiante violando las leyes que había me regaló un Nuevo Testamento. And a student who was actually in violation of the law in Cuba gave me a, this New Testament. That was actually an illegal act, but the student was brave enough to give the Bible. Wow. Thank y, God for that. Y realmente comencé a leer el Nuevo Testamento y wow, descubrí cosas bien interesantes. Pues los cuatro evangelios decían prácticamente lo mismo. So I started reading the New Testament and discovered some very interesting things. One of which is that the first four books are almost identical. They all say the same thing. <laughs> yes. No tenía idea de esto. And I didn't know why. I wasn't sure. Y 
increíblemente le, eh, comencé a leer el Nuevo Testamento como leer cualquier otro libro. So I read the New Testament just like I would read any book. Nadie me introdujo al Nuevo Testamento ni me predicó, simplemente comencé a leerlo. No one introduced me to the background or preached to me from the New Testament. I just simply read it. Hmm. Y en un momento determinado sentí algo que no puedo explicar. And in, in a certain moment, through reading the scripture, I began to feel something that I really can't explain. Simplemente sensibilidad por lo que estaba leyendo. Just a sensitivity to what I was reading came over me. Wow. Eh, sentí que era una, una historia fascinante, algo simplemente diferente a todo I, lo anterior. I became fascinated by the story. It, it just was something really interesting to me, unlike any book I'd read before. Y... Sentí algo sobrenatural en mi vida, adentro de mí. And I felt that it was something supernatural or divine yeah. that was happening inside of me. Y sure fui, fui a ver a alguien, a uh, una eh, vecina mía que era cristiana. So I went to see a neighbor friend of mine. Y le dije que quería visitar la iglesia de ella. And I said, you go to church, can I go to church with you? Sí, ella se sorprendió mucho porque, wow, alguien que venga y te diga, quiero ir a tu iglesia, sí. And she was super surprised because going up to someone and asking to go to church with them isn't very common. <laughs> y sabiendo que yo, como yo pensaba con respecto a la religión. And she knew what I thought about religion prior to this. Y comencé eh, y asistí a su iglesia dos o tres ocasiones. So I went with her a couple of times to her church. Y un día me sorprendí, estaba leyendo el Nuevo Testamento y, y me sorprendí llorando. <laughs> and I continued reading the New Testament and one day I was surprised, I surprised myself because I just started crying. Mm. Y hice una pregunta que, que muchas personas la hacen en su ignorancia. ¿no? <laughs> es, oh Dios, si tú eres real, yo quiero que tú te, te manifiestes. <laughs> so I asked a question that a lot of people ask, sometimes out of ignorance, sometimes not, but I asked the same question. God, if you're really real, show yourself to me. Oh, man. No tembló la tierra ni ocurrió nada. There was no earthquake, nothing happened. Pero simplemente, sí, ocurrió el mayor de los milagros y fue que simplemente yo abrí el corazón a Dios y comencé a asistir a la iglesia y un día me arrodillé en un banco de la iglesia. So nothing, you know, extraordinary happened, no earthquakes or anything like that, but the greatest miracle happened and that was that I opened my heart to Christ and um, began going to church. Wow. And um, I, through going to church, I continued doing that and gave my heart to Christ and all the shame from the past just disappeared. Wow. You know, <laughs> I have to say thanks for sharing that because that is it's the first time I've heard that story. Um, but it is also uh, not uncommon. I was in part of West Africa and a young man was telling me his story. And he said, I, I went to bed one night and he didn't have a Bible. He didn't have a new Testament. So I went to bed one night and, and uh, I, he says, I think it was Jesus appeared at my foot at the foot of my bed and said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. If uh, whoever follows me, um, uh, I will give them. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you follow me, I will give you life. And he he was a Muslim. And mm -hmm. the next morning, he got up, knocked on his neighbor's door, who was a Christian, and said, "This happened to me last night. Can you explain it?" 
they explained a little bit the best they could. They handed him a Bible, and through the process of reading the scriptures, he turned his heart to Christ. Amazing stories. Uh, Letty, it seems to me that, uh, that there were a series of yeses that took place. And I just want to tie this together, if I can. A student of yours said yes to God, even though it was risky and actually illegal. Uh, said yes to God and handed you a Bible. Their yes influenced you. You said yes to reading. You said yes to allowing the Holy Spirit uh, to speak to you. You, I imagine it takes courage to knock on your neighbor's door and say, can I go to church with you? Because that is not a common question. Uh, your, your neighbor had to have courage and say yes uh, to bringing somebody into the church in Cuba who has been observed as being an atheist and works in the governmental systems of education. It seems to me that there's just a ripple effect of yeses that led you to a place uh, where God said, uh, would you come and be my son? Uh, my, uh, my mijo, I see I have to use at least <laughs> one Spanish word today. Uh, yeah. Would you come and be, be my son? And then you said, yes. That is, that is an enormous ripple effect of yes. When we talk about saying yes to God and his invitations, we don't, we don't do it in a vacuum. And uh, there were people in that church who said yes by getting a room ready, by putting uh, a sermon together, by playing music, by gathering a series of yeses, open the door for the Holy Spirit, for you to hear the Holy Spirit uh, in your heart and say, yes, yes, I, I'll give you my heart. So what an amazing story. You said there was another significant yes. Uh, uh, el otro sí, well, más breve. <laughs> this one I'll, I'll share a little bit less. I'll make it fast. <laughs> sí, pero sin duda es muy, muy importante ese sí. Mm -hmm. But even, if, mm -hmm. even though I'll say it quickly, it is undoubtedly a very important yes in my life. Mm -hmm. Es cuando eh, abandoné mi... Mi trabajo ya graduado de muchos años como profesor de high school. So leaving behind my job as a high school uh, teacher in the public school, the government school system in mm -hmm. Cuba. Uh, y comenzar a tiempo completo en el trabajo ministerial. And leaving that behind to begin full-time work in ministry. Mm. Eso en Cuba eh, significa <laughs> muchas cosas. <laughs> Doing something like that in Cuba means, signifies or means a lot of different things. Yeah. Sí, es dejar la seguridad de un trabajo fijo con un salario no tan malo leaving a secure job that has a somewhat decent salary or ir a, a trabajar para la iglesia mm, con un salario menor y and to go work in a church <laughs> where you have a smaller salary sí es fue un sí difícil pero Gracias a Dios también por ese sí. It was a difficult yes to say, but I'm glad I said yes to, y, to that. Y ese sí tuve que decir literalmente sí, porque fue una pregunta de, del pastor. ¿Quieres venir a trabajar a la iglesia a tiempo completo? And this was a literal question and a literal yes out loud because the pastor directly asked me, will you leave your current job and come and work here at the church? Wow. So a real question directly from the pastor's mouth and then an audible yes. Mm -hmm. From my lips to the pastor. Yes, I do. Wow. You know, I yes. love that. I love that. Because that, that again, talks about somebody else's yes, uh, influencing our ability to even know what to say yes to. Polly, what is uh, 
by the way, thank you. I'm really appreciative of that story. Uh, Polly, what is a significant, uh, what are some significant yeses that you have said? Um, now, I want you to say it in Spanish, and Letty, I want you to translate in English. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I would say one of the neatest things about our relationship is how similar our stories are. So my yeses are very similar to Letty's. Um, my first yes would be saying yes to, to Christ's offer of salvation. And that was a yes, unlike Letty, that I said as a very young girl. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, Christian um, uh, church and school, went to Christian school pretty much my whole life. So I was very exposed to scripture and knew from a very early age that I was a sinner and needed uh, to be saved from that. So my first yes definitely shaped my life by changing um, its final destination. I knew mm. that if I were to die, I would spend eternity with Christ in heaven. Yeah. So knowing Christ as Savior, definitely the best yes um, I ever said. Um, but I think part of that growing up in the environment I did was it kind of stayed at that level for the majority of my life. Jesus was my Savior. But learning that, you know, the phrase Lord and Savior, Lord and Savior. Okay, Savior, got it. Lord, what does that look like? So saying yes to the second level of, you know, this, the salvation mean the friendship part, and then the lordship of Christ in your life being the, the partnership, um, that yes came actually after a series of no's, um, mm. which is kind of funny. Um, as a, as a, a Christian, the majority of my life, um, knowing Lord as Savior, I kind of did my own thing for a while. Um, I went to church, did Bible studies, all that kind of stuff, but also hadn't really surrendered completely certain areas of my life. So one of the great decisions I made early on in my life was to get married <laughs> and did not make a good choice. And that did not end very well. Mm -hmm. um, so after that, I ended up getting a divorce, um, which was a tough, tough time in my life. I really found myself running from the Lord and trying to hide from him. I felt a great amount of shame having grown up in the environment I did. Um, divorce was just taboo. It wasn't something people did or talked about or whatever. So I felt a lot of shame and embarrassment and actually stopped going to church, left my Bible study group, um, like a series of no's, right? No, yeah, Lord, yeah. <laughs> what I've done is too big for you, too bad for you. So a series really of yeses to something else. Something else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. self-protection yeah. and um, saying yes to just feeling sad and miserable and, and those kinds of things, which nothing good ever comes from saying yes to those things. But that's what I was doing and um, really was struggling, struggling quite a bit. Um, at first, I felt a lot of relief getting out of the situation I was in, but later, um, just a tremendous amount of guilt and shame and was really falling into a depression. And so um, someone recommended, my dad recommended that I go speak with someone to get some help. Um, so I did say yes to my daddy. <laughs> my <early laughs> daddy. I was like, okay, daddy, <laughs> I'll do it. Um, but I'm going to look for a secular counselor. I don't want to hear, I don't, I just don't want to go to a Christian counselor right now. And so I purposely sought out someone that was not, uh, you know, connected with the church or anything. So when the day of my appointment came, I walked into the counselor's office and 
noticed on her wall something hanging there and I just shook my head and I was like Lord there's no escaping you <laughs> on the wall was a degree of a local pretty popular seminary school in the area where I was living at the time and I was like oh man I can't even hide from you here so it turns out that even though it was a secular uh, counseling service she was a believer and she um, really helped me work through a lot of those those stages and, and the process of, of grieving and moving on and all those things. And doing that, saying yes to my earthly daddy, led me to say my next best yes. Um, and that was to my heavenly father. And that was taking my first missions trip. And that and was to the Philippines. And saying yes to that trip just set in motion a whole series of events that has brought me to where I am today. Um, and really surrendering to the Lord as Lord, not just savior, but Lord of my life and yeah. wanting to cooperate with him and what he was doing. El jefe. And, yeah, el jefe. <laughs> I'd spent so many years kind of inwardly focused in my own pain and misery. And the Lord opened my eyes. There's a whole world of people out there um, who are living in their own difficult circumstances and they need hope um, that can only be found in my son, Jesus. So saying yes to um, my first mission trip really brought me to the realization of all the no's I had been saying or all the yeses to other things. And uh, yeah, it's just been a beautiful process since then of surrendering to him and um, letting him yeah. take control of my life and use me how he wants. And for me, that happened to be leaving my career as a high school English teacher <laughs> <laughs> yes. behind to, to do full-time ministry work. So um, again, our, my story is very similar to Letty's in that way. Um, two former high school teachers surrendered into ministry and seeing how uh, that might lead us to our next question is how um, saying yes together as a married couple, what that looks like. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let me let me interrupt for one second and, and interject. Thank you for sharing that, that story. Mm -hmm. I've heard that uh, in pieces before. As uh, I think you know that when we spent time, I ask a lot of questions, <laughs> and um, and so thank you. Uh, it's so fun to hear that again, uh, and to hear it even as time passes, because that story becomes shaped uh, by what's happening today. By our yeses today, you begin to connect pieces that, you know, saying yes to God as a child, uh, and then and then moving through the process of trusting him, your story is not uncommon there. Right now, there are people who are listening who say, I met Jesus when I was a kid, but for some reason, I never, I never pursued the depth of friendship that Jesus offered me. And so I did the things that Christians do, right? Uh, but I didn't follow the one that Christians follow at least in that step, in that way. Mm -hmm. We had a young gal that used to come to the church. I pastored at the time who said, I went to, she was sharing her story. She says, I went to church every Easter and every Christmas. So I knew exactly what Jesus did on those days. I trusted him, but I never knew what he did the other 363 days a year. Wow. It's knowing that that shaped her life. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I would say, that's a lot of your story. I would also encourage you as, you know, your, uh, you said yes to your, your earthly dad who uh, was saying yes to his heavenly father right. in speaking to you. Again, the ripple effect of yes mm -hmm. in our lives 
uh, and it takes sometimes it's, it's just a seed planted and it just takes time and and uh, i am for one incredibly glad that uh, those yeses have caused our lives to intersect now um, so i'm gonna i'm gonna shift the question uh, how has saying yes uh, what are some significant yeses you say as a couple because you have a unique story and i know that wasn't on the list but uh you're tough you can handle it <laughs> yeah i think um just the beauty of how the lord took two similar people with similar experiences similar paths although the childhood part might have looked differently um and how he's woven that together. So as I explained, when I first decided to do full-time mission work, the goal was always Cuba. Um, mm -hmm. I started going to Cuba in 2010 with short-term teams from my home church in the States and um, little by little took over leading teams for the church to Cuba. And um, then I was given the invitation to join a, a sending agency and focus on the Cuba partnerships. I just couldn't live in Cuba. Um, and there's a really neat story. Maybe I'll have time to share um, how the Lord revealed that Cuba was always the goal. <laughs> it's a fun yeah. story. Um, so from the get-go, the goal was Cuba. I just couldn't live there because as I'm a US citizen and that's just not permitted. So I think the way the Lord um, introduced Letty and I, just through mutual friends, as I continue to travel to Cuba, I would my, my network of contacts in Cuba grew and grew and grew. And um, we actually kind of connected on Facebook through common friends that we have. <laughs> and, uh, just started conversation through uh, Facebook Messenger and then later emails. And um, yeah, just how the Lord started to weave our stories together. Mm. And, and through marriage, being able to, um, to you know see the Lord's promise to me, which is the other story, come to completion. Uh, although it took a long time, it was a long process. Mm -hmm. Story started in 2010. I officially moved to Cuba in 2020. So it was a 10-year story in the making. Yeah. <laughs> but um, at least it wasn't 40 years in the wilderness. <laughs> that's right. I would prefer just, <laughs> just those 10 years. Uh, and then just seeing how God has used our gifts and talents as teachers. We both love to teach. Um, Galetti also loves to preach and just seeing how God has um, put us together as partners in, in doing what he has gifted us to do, I think has been really neat. I think uh, just as an observation, um, both of you, you, you said our childhoods were a little different, but where they're similar is that you were both byproducts of your culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, your culture uh, was is, a, is part of how we, discern the voice of God, because uh, he speaks to us in so many ways. We're going to get to that question in a minute. Uh, but as I want to make sure I don't cut you off, is you guys said yes, uh, you connected slowly, you said yes to uh, Facebook Messenger, and then emails, mm -hmm. and eventually, um, you opened your hearts again for risk. Uh, yeah, you opened your heart. That, to you, that was know. not an easy yes for me. <laughs> I <laughs> can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And and so that means you had to wait a longer, huh, uh, Letty? Yeah, so. uh, um, but I feel like your uh, your story is so unique mm -hmm. because it is God's fulfillment of a promise. Mm -hmm. 
for Cuba that gives you access to a place and the people you love. Uh, it gives you so many different avenues to serve and move with freedom that even when I go, I don't have, you know, and uh, going as a, uh, as a, uh, on a religious visa, I still don't have that freedom, but you do. And I just think it's, it's an amazing very unique situation. Yeah. Very unique. Uh, Letty, uh, she talks a little bit about how that yes drew her to, to uh, a friendship with you, Facebook, mutual connections. Uh, at one point in time, did you look and say, I think that's the person that, that I, I should marry uh, before? Did you, you probably, did you know before she knew? <laughs> <risa> bueno, realmente sí, muy muy interesante porque eh, sabe que recuerdo para empezar esto mm, recuerdo algo que me dijiste en la casa de Otoniel. Mm -hmm. okay. sí, so to begin with, it's a very interesting story, and actually, when I think about it, I'm reminded of something you told me, Leonard, when we were at Otoniel's house or with Otoniel. Yeah. Tal vez no, seguramente no lo recuerdas, pero yo sí lo recuerdo. Maybe you don't remember, but I certainly remember what you said. <laughs> Tell me, and if it's good, I'll claim it. <laughs> me dijiste, siempre recuerda que ella no es cubana. <laughs> Always remember that she is not Cuban. Mm. Solo me dijiste esto. <laughs> that, was, that was the advice you gave me. Was it good y... advice? Sí. Oh, yeah. Muy oh, bueno. Okay. Muy bueno. <laughs> I'm so <Good>. glad. <laughs> yeah. Sí, no tenía idea de lo, de lo importante que era eso que me acababa de decir. I didn't realize at the moment how important that would be. Mm. Two, yeah. two different cultures coming together. Yeah. Sí, porque yeah. indudablemente sí, decir sí a alguien eh, de otra cultura es muy complicado. <laughs> Saying yes to someone of a different culture is, is very complicated. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Sí. Well, and, and saying saying yes to someone of a different culture really, I think, causes you guys to thrive because it was a yes to God mm -hmm. to be with somebody from a different culture, mm -hmm. not just yes to a different culture. That's included in the picture, mm -hmm. uh, but saying yes to God. Um, let me move to a second question, because I think these are actually pointing us in this direction. Mm -hmm. um, Right now, there's just a lot of people out there who say things like, um, God told me, God led me, God pointed to me, God uh, spoke to me. And other people who hear that, uh, they put it into the context of their own faith heritage. And somebody says, well, I've never heard a voice from God. I must not be loved as much. Uh, they have this weight on them. And so what, I, what I'd love to hear from each of you is, is, is two questions, wrap them into the same one. What does God sound like? Mm -hmm. And second of all, how do you hear him? How do you know it's it's him speaking to you in the... Yeah. Where does that go? Sí, en este caso, sobre nuestro matrimonio y cómo supe o cómo sabía que era una persona con la que me iba a casar. Okay, so in this case, thinking about the marriage and, and meeting Polly and knowing she was someone that the Lord had for me to marry. Creo que cuando eh, decíamos sí uh, al perdón y, y que perdonarnos y pasar la página y seguir adelante a pesar de las diferencias, creo que ese fue el punto 
cuando yo dije, sí, creo que podemos casarnos. Okay, so as far as knowing that God was leading me to um, marry this particular person was when we realized and earlier on that in spite of all the cultural differences, we could say we're sorry and offer forgiveness to the other person. And, oh, wow, you know, that's great. Into account our differences. That's when I knew that that she was and also um, specifically knowing that this was from the Lord was just the sense of peace that we had mm. um, we, we didn't know what was going to happen you know what was to come and um, how this would all play out but the fact that the Lord gave us a sense of peace Help me, Letty speaking, um, know that that was from the Lord. Wow, I love that. I I think, um, and I'm a I'm gonna read between the lines of what you just said, if that's okay, Letty. Mm -hmm. God spoke to you and gave you somebody that you could trust. You could say you're sorry and know that you're going to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. uh, you could hear I am sorry. And know that it was authentic and meaningful. And he gave you somebody you could trust. And that brought peace to you from God. Um, and it just shows the, the weight of our lives to be in relationships where trust is, is at the core. That whole sense of when you tell me you love me, I believe you. When you tell me that you're sorry, I believe you. When you tell me that I'm with you, I believe you. And that's huge. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn. So forgive me if I do, and we can just edit this part out completely. Uh, Cuba has a pretty high divorce rate. And um, part of that, uh, at least from my observation, just kind of doing a little sociological observation. Uh, part of that is because Cuba is not, is not bound by the same mores of a Judeo-Christian ethic. And so marriage is contractual, uh, less religious. Uh, when I talk to uh, many of my friends who are pastors in Cuba, they say, well, we do, we do ceremonies, but we don't actually get to stamp the, you're married. It's a governmental stamp. And, and, and so trust, uh, trust takes a beating in, in a, in a transaction, uh, because score is almost always kept in a transaction. Now you come into a marriage where God is at the center of it and trust fuels your partnership, fuels mm -hmm. your friendship together. And what I love about the way you describe that, Letty, is that we say saying yes to God, we're saying yes to his friendship and we're saying yes to his partnership. Well, you just, marriage is given a description of, in the Bible of Jesus's love for his church. You just described the yes that you said to God is also a yes that you say to Polly. I trust your friendship and I trust our partnership. Yeah. I trust that. Uh, thank you. That's, that's incredibly uh, beautiful. Did I make you cry yet, Polly? Yeah, I'm tearing up. <laughs> All right, I knew that. That's my goal. It's a good podcast if Polly cries. Um, uh, Polly, what, what thoughts do you have in terms of how... Uh, hearing God and saying yes in, in these, in these, um, in these times, how do you do that? 
I would um, I would like to share a brief story if I can. And it's one of the, like you were just mentioning, people say I heard from God or God told me or those types of situations and nothing like that had ever happened to me before in all my years of, of being a Christian until I started this process of really surrendering to his plan and his purposes mm. for my life. Once, and this, and it was a one-time occurrence. It hasn't happened since then that I've had such an overwhelming sense of the Lord saying something to me. And I do that with air quotes because it was not an audible voice at all. It was just more like a sensation that I had. It was my very first trip to Cuba. I was with a bunch of girls and uh, the team from the home church we came from was just a group of ladies. Everyone's hot and sweaty, lots of mosquitoes. We had to sleep on the floor of a little tiny office at the back of a church. No toilet paper, no toilet seats. Everyone's just having a really rough time. And I'm just loving every second. (laughs) This is the best thing. And they're kind of looking at me like I'm nuts. Uh, And before the end of the trip, and like you said, you can't help but fall in love with the Cuban people. You can't, you can't. And uh, by the end of the trip, I'll never forget where I was and what I was doing at the time. I just had this sensation, this was in 2010, of the Lord saying, you're going to live here someday. Mm. And I just thought, what a random thought. So I knew it wasn't just something I was coming up with in my brain. I never would have, you know, thought that I'm a U.S. citizen, you can't live in Cuba, all those things. And so I mentioned it to my girlfriends just to see, because I think one thing that's important about hearing the voice of the Lord is, you know, seeking confirmation afterwards, Mm. whether that's through scripture wise counsel from a trusted um, mentor, friend, um, you know, waiting on the Lord to confirm that through other things. So I mentioned it to my friends and they're like, what are you talking about? That's, uh, that's impossible. <laughs> no, I just feel, and at this point I had already started um, the process of thinking, okay, I think the Lord has something missions related for me and transitioning yeah. out of education to missions. So, like I said, it's just been a really long process of, um, you know, taking what I felt the Lord was saying and just waiting, waiting on him to confirm that. And he did just, it, it ended up taking a really long time. Um, and I think, you know, I remained active in seeking, um, seeking him and looking for confirmation through scripture and friends and, and other things, um, So I would say if you think you hear something from the Lord, especially if it seems like something that would be really impossible, don't discount that right away, Um, but wait, be prayerful, seek confirmation um, in those ways that I mentioned, and just kind of be open for what adventure he has. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pause for one minute and uh, just hear a word from our sponsor. And uh, thank you for that, because that that is a great answer. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. At Say Yes and Become, we're always excited when someone sponsors our podcast. Today, I am super excited about our sponsor for two reasons. I love the product, and I love the people even more. Here's what most of us know. There are very few experiences that bring more joy than a great cup of coffee to start your day. From the first sip to the last, Papa's Roast Coffee is committed to making each cup special. 
taken from a single origin coffee source, packaged in eco-friendly bags, roasted in small batches to get that perfect roast and shine on every bean, Papa's Roast Coffee is the perfect choice to start your day or share with a friend. I love to make a pot early in the morning and drink it while I read. We love the owners, Dean and Debbie Christ, and their commitment to the kingdom. Having personally watched the journey of Dean and Debbie that they have taken that moved Papa's Roast from an idea into reality, I can tell you with 100% certainty that Papa's Roast exists today because they said yes. Why don't you say yes to an amazing cup of coffee and order some Papa's Roast today? Papa's Roast can be ordered at papasroast.com and we'll also put a link in the show notes if you want to find it then. Now back to say yes and become. Okay, we're back and we've got uh, uh, Polly and Letty here. They are missionaries uh, to wherever they go, actually. Uh, they've been Costa Rica. They've been in uh, Cuba. They're here and they're following after Jesus. And, and they're talking about uh, how they hear God's voice and the yes that God has spoken to them. I would say, I would say that uh, when I first met you, Polly, uh, I, I, would, I, I would use the phrase that you are a classy person. Uh, you're a lady and, um, and you're authentic, but I, I, there's, so when you talk about, you know, sleeping on a floor, toilets with no seats, uh, sweaty, I think there's people who would be surprised uh, that that's the theater in which the voice of God speaks. Um, and, and maybe surprised that you, not that you're not a rugged, tough individual. I think your life has allowed you to have a toughness wherever you need it. Um, mm-hmm. not necessarily. And, and to me, that, that is evidence that God, that God is speaking to you, that, mm-hmm. uh, a floor, you know, whatever it is, it's just a means of doing what God's already said to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I travel to other countries, oftentimes it's, from my house to my destination is 40, 50 hours. And it's by plane, train, automobile, boat, uh, bus. It's, I mean, we take everything that, and somebody always tells me I could never travel that long to a destination. And I always tell them that I don't even think about the travel time, except later when I want to brag about it, just a tiny bit, that's, that's confession. But I don't ever think that way because my brain says this, that's just a means of doing what God has already said to me. Mm-hmm. And so a part of why I, I bring that up is because when I ask, when people ask me about hearing the voice of God, you two are describing to me that the voice of God is not, a, is not just a specific thing that he says to, to get you to go left or right. But it's actually, it's the voice of God that says, I've already been speaking to you and I'm confirming it with the next step mm-hmm. and the next step. And so uh, my hunch is you probably had to, to take your Spanish to a whole nother level. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, you had uh, Polly, Polly translated for me in, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a church in, in Cuba and did a phenomenal job. But I remember how nervous she was. It's like, uh, I don't usually do this part. And I tried, I tried to keep it simple, uh, but uh, I don't think I had to because her yes to translating 
God fills in the gaps. He yeah. fills in the spaces. And uh, there are people who, when they heard you say, uh, I think I'm supposed to live here someday, they thought of, of, of toilets with no seats. They thought of floors. You thought of people because you had heard something different. And I would say that when God speaks to us quite often, uh, one of the ways to tell is, is, is does it involve people? Mm-hmm. Uh, does it involve us loving others, living in partnership with God? Does it involve that? So let me, let me change complete directions and okay. um, uh, talk about, uh, ask you another question. And I send a list out of questions. So just so people know, um, but here's, here's a, um, there's a person out there, both of you tell a story of having, having uh, been um, divorced. And uh, the weight of that is different in Cuba than in the US. Um, in, in, in Cuba, it is, it's almost cultural. Um, uh, most of the pe- men that I met in Cuba could tell me a story of, of young love and older love, different people. Um, in the United States, especially in the church world, it becomes a scarlet letter. Uh, and if you're, it becomes this mark of, wow, you must have been pretty naughty to not hear God and such. And you used the word shame, uh, weighed on you, and it drove you from God. It drove you uh, from godly counsel. Uh, it drove you away. And so there's somebody out there right now, and maybe divorce isn't the issue. Right. Uh, maybe it's addiction. Uh, maybe it is uh, the failure to take full advantage of the fact that they met Jesus young, and now they're learning things they feel like they should have known all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a person in, uh, who grew up in an atheist world. Uh, for whom yes is literally an abandonment of all the intellect that fills their pride. Mm -hmm. I am smart enough. I don't need God. Mm -hmm. And can you speak to those people about why yes matters? Yes to God matters and how, how that hits and transforms those places of pride and shame in our histories. How does God interact in our spirit when we say yes. Can you speak to that person? I'm going to translate that just yes. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. That's a good question. question. Yeah. Muy grande. <laughs> Listen to you. Yeah. Woohoo. Sí. Bueno. That's five of my Spanish words. I used them all in one sentence. Realmente, um, bueno, habría que estudiar mucha apologética. It's a, a good study of apologetics, first of all. Yeah. Pero realmente, desde mi experiencia, desde lo que he vivido, from my experience and what I've lived. De lo que conozco del carácter de Dios y de la palabra de Dios. What I know about God's character and his word. Bueno, creo que una de las cosas que diría es que 
Dios es capaz de, de salvarnos de todas las maneras y en todas las dimensiones posibles. And what I would say to that person is God is capable of saving us no matter the situation, no matter, no matter the circumstance. Mm. That's so good. So good. Dios no solamente nos salva del infierno. He doesn't just save us from hell. Mm. Eso, eso hay personas que ni siquiera le importa. There are some people that wouldn't even matter to them. Hell. Yeah. Oh, good thought. Yeah. Creo que Dios nos salva de, en todas las dimensiones. Possibly. There's mm. more dimensions than just that one, and God saves us in every dimension. Como alguien dice, Dios nos salva en, en esta vida y también en la, en la otra vida. He saves us for this life, and then he also saves us for an eternal life. Creo que esto es una de las, de las cosas que, que diría. This is one of the things that I would say. Mm. Very good. Que Dios es salvador en todas en toda las facetas. Yeah. That God is our savior in every aspect of our lives. Porque a mí me salvó en todas las dimensiones. I'm an example. He saved me in every dimension of my life. Can I, can I notice something for you, Letty? Uh, he didn't just save you. He redeemed you. Uh, he didn't just rescue you. He bought you. And when God redeemed you, he redeemed your entire story and made it useful. It's not something in your past. It's something... That God said, I own that story now because this man has given me his heart and all that that heart contains. Mm -hmm. And that's your story. And I would say that that allows grace to flow, not just to you, but through you to others, because you live as a redeemed person bought by God. I think the pardon, o sea, también decir a esta persona que, que decir sí a Dios es no solamente recibir el perdón de Dios sino también encontrar el perdón en uno mismo en uno mismo another thing I would say to a person mm. like this is that um, saying yes to God doesn't just mean that you receive his forgiveness but it's you learn to forgive yourself too mm. for the things of your past and the, the yeah. struggles you have eh, yeah. también eh, decir sí a Dios no es solamente la oportunidad de conocer a, al Dios del Universo, al Todopoderoso, al Creador. It gives, saying yes to God gives you the opportunity to know the God who created this universe, the all-powerful, yeah. almighty God. Sino también es una, decir sí a Dios es una puerta a, a conocerse mejor uno mismo. <laughs> but it also is an invitation, not just to know the almighty God who created the universe, but an opportunity to, to get to know yourself. And yeah. who you are as his creation. Yeah. Decir sí a Dios es, es como ver eh, el mapa mejor. O sea, ver todo una perspectiva mucho más amplia y, y el plan de, de la persona en ese, en ese gran mapa, ¿no? So mm. saying yes to God allows you to see the map from like a bigger view and you see mm. how your story fits into that plan, that map. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It, so, you sound a little bit like a preacher. <laughs> that's that an excellent way to say it thank you thank you i love that so much um Polly, do you have anything specific you'd say to that person i would say um you know the the reality is that um that we we have an enemy a spiritual enemy right so yeah. um there are a lot of lies i think that the the enemy tries to plant in in us, in our minds, and for 
for example, mine happened to be shame mm. and that that was something I couldn't get out from under, that it's, it's how I deserve to feel based on the decisions I had made, that um, it's kind of the, the consequences of the choices I'd made, which yes, there are, are consequences to our decisions, but to feel trapped under something like shame or um, the other things that you had mentioned, I think we just have to recognize those as lies mm. um, and, and seeking the truth through the word of God. I think, you know, sometimes instantly, sometimes over time, like Letty said, he just kept reading, kept reading, kept reading yeah. the scripture. And yeah. then eventually the darkness lifted. Um, for me, someone who is exposed to scripture, memorizing Bible verses, chanting out the books of the Bible, Bible drills her whole life. Um, but really, really reading the word of God and letting it um, penetrate mm. the bones and marrow, right? How the scripture yeah. says it's alive and active, letting that really do its work. Um, and it's not pleasant. It's painful. I mean, it's a, it's, you know, the Lord tears us to heal us. I heard someone say that very recently, mm. like, you know, tears us to heal us. If, wow. if you have a wound, you got to get the wound cleaned out first before you can have healing. And that doesn't feel good sometimes. <laughs> have someone digging around in there, but it's it's part of his his love. Um, although it's not pleasant at the moment. So I would say if someone's struggling with something like a stronghold, especially mentally or emotionally, um, just to really examine that and ask, ask the Lord to to reveal what's true about it and what's a lie about it and let his word start healing. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I think that um, that uh, we oftentimes um, operate off of off of sort of just a, a script that's already been written for us. And I was just reading in John 9, uh, Jesus uh, sees this guy who's been born blind. All the questions are, who sinned? Was it his parents? Did he do it? There was a there was a karma type of uh, philosophy that went with, you know, if you do bad things, bad things happen. If you do good things. And that was sort of set in motion by people who would say, that's why my life is so good. Cause I'm a good person. And if, so if you had blindness or sickness or poverty, which most of the people were poor in that time, then God is not in, as in love with you. And so the weight of shame, fear, anger, whatever that it lives on you. And in that story, Jesus heals this man. And now everybody, it's kind of a comical story uh, because everybody's going like, it's him. And no, it's not him. It just looks like him. And he's going, no, it's me. It I was blind and now I see. And at the very end of that story, the, the religious leaders said, took his label and gave it to him again. He's still the blind man. And they threw him out. They threw the blind man out. And Jesus went and found him and said, see, look at me, because you're no longer blind. Mm -hmm. You can now see there's a new label. There's a new title that I'm giving you. And I think we, we need the help of other people, the help of the Holy Spirit, the amazing work of the scriptures in our lives to help move us along that trajectory of saying, well, I can be healed. I can be whole but it all starts with a step. It all starts with just saying, okay, I'm going to make that step because I no longer want to be suffocated by shame, by fear, by anger. And I picked those three because those are the three key undercurrents of the human soul 
shame, fear, and anger, because those are the three first responses to sin in the Bible. They felt shame, they were afraid, and then they got angry. And those live in the undercurrents of our lives, the undertow. Um, I'm going to ask you two more questions and then uh, uh, say thank you. Our, our, our program is going to, our podcast is going to be a little longer today because we're allowing time for translation. And plus, I just think these people are amazing and I love talking with them. <laughs> so give me your favorite yes story from the Bible. Is there a, Bi a Bible story that you say, every time I see that story, I hear, yes, they said yes to God and something happened. What's your favorite one and why does it, why does it uh, appeal to you so much? <laughs> there are many good yeses in the Bible. Very interesting yeses. Sí, creo que yo me identifico mucho con el sí de Cristo en el Hexemaní. I identify with um, Jesus' saying yes in the Garden of Gethsemane. Dijo, Cristo, Señor, si es posible, pasa de mí esta copa, pero que no se haga mi voluntad, sino la tuya. When he said, Father, if possible, take this cup from me, but if not, your will be done, not mine. Yeah. Siempre es mi oración. It's always my prayer. Señor, si es posible, pasa esta copa, pero... Lord, if it's possible, please take this cup. <laughs> but if not, do your will, not mine. That's how the Lord works. He, he ends up doing his will in our lives when we surrender yes. to God. Creo que ese es un sí maravilloso y que me identifico mucho con él. En el sí de Cristo. The best sí possible. And so identify with the sí of, of the yes of Jesus. I was going to say, sí, do you yes. mean yes? Or... I mean yes. This podcast is brought to you by the letter C. Sí. So that's amazing. I, I do love that story, uh, Jesus in the garden. And uh, we always say that uh, that's a pretty dangerous prayer to pray because uh, it got at least one guy killed, uh, you know, yeah. and, and we're so glad that he, uh, yes to God always requires us dying to self. And uh, Jesus modeled that so well. So thank you for seeing that and saying that today. Um, Polly, do you have a, a favorite Bible story that is a yes? Yeah, I like it because the yes followed a series of no's, kind of like my own story. Mm. <laughs> I love Moses when he sees the burning bush and yeah. the Lord's calling to him and giving him a pretty big invitation to say yes. And like four times, he's like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I can do it. Or <laughs> what if this happens? Or how are they going to respond to this? Or suppose this happens. And then he flat out says, I can't do it. I don't have the gifting to do this. I mean, Moses had his, his reasons for trying to, to say no to the Lord. Um, yeah. But then he finally says yes. And uh, I think it's really cool because the Lord says, all right, you don't think you can do this by yourself. Well, not only will I be with you, but I'll give you a partner. Your brother Aaron's going to help you and he'll help you speak and, and, you know, share what I put on your heart. You'll share with him and he'll share with the people, et cetera. So um, letting Moses walk into that invitation, providing the help that, <laughs> that Moses 
thought he needed and then just seeing what the Lord then did through Moses um, throughout the rest of that account of, of the Bible. Um, I, I guess I just relate to that because um, being called to a different culture, having to learn a different language and you know Moses's main excuse was I'm, I'm my tongue I get tongue-tied I'm slow to speak well, that's how I felt, still feel a lot of times trying to speak Spanish. It's like, oh, I just can't get this out. And I want to be able to communicate better and easier and uh, all those things. And then, but you know, I am who I am. Yeah. That's who's sending you. That's who's with you. Yeah. That's who gave you your mouth. That's who will fill your mouth with the words you need to say. So just, just say yes to me. Just say yeah. yes and go. And so, um, yeah, I really like that story and, and relate to Moses and that. And I like when we see the the human side of our biblical heroes. <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. That is that is one of my favorite uh, uh, stories as well. Uh, I was teaching through that, and I said uh, we're going to look at the day that God hired Moses uh, for a job. Brought he got a job, and I think that the scriptures continually point to God saying, "I want to do this. I have something I want done. So I'm going to find a friend and make mm -hmm. him a partner." And mm -hmm. that is a process of a friendship. It's not an instant, okay, go do this. Many times it is, but many times it's not. Mm -hmm. And uh, Moses reveals a bit about all of us in his arguments, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. And so that's terrific. Um, let me let me um, uh, let me finish this with um, uh, just uh, the final question here that's on my mind. Um, <clears throat> Uh, if as you hit your 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 you're heading towards a, a season where you will live in Cuba, uh, you will be there. You will serve as pastors, as missionaries, uh, in 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 a in a place where you don't have to keep coming back and forth, back and forth. If if you were to say to the people listening today. Uh, when you listen to this podcast, will you say this prayer for us? Uh, help us so that we can live into the yes we've already said. Uh, one of the ways that we say yes, but then we need the prayers of others to help us live into the yes. Uh, Your missionaries, and as missionaries, uh, uh, missionaries are always trying to generate resources. Uh, nobody told us when we said yes to being missionaries that so much of our time would be consumed talking to other people about money and, uh, and asking, could you please write a check for this? And, and it's awkward, you know, it's an awkward conversation. And so uh, I'll ask for you, if you're listening to this, uh, is there a way that somebody could say, you guys are doing it. You've touched my heart. Is there a way that they could send a gift uh, a financial gift, send 500 bucks, send a thousand bucks to them. It, do you have a, a, an organization they can send it to? And uh, if you'll tell us what that is, and then we'll put that in the show notes. You can just send me that as well. And then, uh, like I said, is, is there a sentence somebody could say to God on your behalf? You'd say, please help us live into our yes by praying this for us. What would that be? Okay. 
Mantis, if that's been sound the word is here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So Letty's going to think about our prayer that we would ask for. And in the meantime, I will share that we serve, Letty and I serve with an organization called United World Mission. Um, they have a website, uwm.org. And um, you can easily find us there under the give page. And I'll, I'll send Leonard these details. Um, under our names, I get, I don't know how much information you need from us right now, but that's probably the easiest ways to give online or by mail. Um, Leonard, how much detail do you want right now about that? Uh, it, would they mail it to United World Mission as well? Yeah. Yep. Okay. If, it, if it's mailed, it would be a check made out to United World Mission with our number on the memo line, which is 31460. 31460. Yes. And that's also the same code that you can use on the UWM website to find us on the give page. Excellent. Just put in that number under missionaries, uh, 31460. And we should pop up there. Ledieski, Prieto, and Polly Crothers. That's us. We have Excellent. different last names um, in Cuba. A wife always keeps her parents' names. There's two last names and that never changes. So mm. I can't be Polly Prieto <laughs> legally <laughs> in Cuba. So um, that's why you'll see two different yeah. last names there. But. And let me encourage people, if you're listening to this, uh, we people often wonder, if I give my money, will it go to the right place? Will it be used well? Will it be, uh, can I trust? Because to put your resources into, into a place like that, it requires a level of trust. And I want to say 100%, you can trust uh, United World Missions, but you can trust uh, Polly and Letty that uh, whatever comes in will be used uh, to further the kingdom, whether it's a uh, project, whether it is uh, just simply helping them sustain their life in a, uh, in a country where they are able to continue to serve and lead and pastor and plant churches. What an amazing, amazing work they do. And so uh, United World Mission uh, to their give page, 31460. If you're going to write a check, there's an address at United World Missions and on their webpage. Yeah. So you can mm -hmm. mail it or do that. And I, I just want to encourage you, um, give and give generously. And, uh, and I get no percentage <laughs> uh, just so you know, uh, but I get kingdom impact uh, through my friends. Awesome. And, and Letty, you're gonna you're gonna give us a, a sentence prayer um, that mm -hmm. our friends can say. Mm -hmm. Si sí, quisiera que oraran eh, por nosotros para que nuestro nuestro ministerio en Cuba eh, se convierta en muchos sí. Al Señor. Creo que eso es lo, lo principal. We'd like to ask people to pray that the Lord uses our ministry and what he's called us to do in Cuba to become the yeses of many more people. Help people say yes to the Lord. Sí, el, el trabajo misionero en Cuba es muy difícil. Realmente Cuba es muy, muy difícil. Pero es, es nuestra, nuestra esperanza de que a través de este ministerio otros Yeah. Cuba is not an easy place to do ministry. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty complicated place, but our mm -hmm. hope is that through what the Lord's doing through us, um, many more people will say yes to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 
God, I pray that uh, you would allow many more yeses to be said through uh, the life of your kids and my friends, Polly and Letty. God, that you would allow those yeses uh, from others to create a ripple effect of yeses as well. God, that's called disciple making. And we pray that that would take place, that as a result of you answering our prayer, saying yes to us, that uh, you would create a, a ripple effect of yeses throughout the, uh, uh, the nation, the island of Cuba, and then all throughout the Caribbean, throughout that whole region, Lord, uh, some nations are very strategic uh, in the plan that you have set, and I just believe that Cuba is one of them. Uh, thank you for our time today. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Well, folks, I am so appreciative of both of you giving me some time and Letty, thank you. Uh, I feel like I've gotten to know you better and better. And I look forward to uh, sitting face to face, drinking Cuban coffee uh, <laughs> and uh, laughing and talking and messing up Spanish words with you. Uh, um, and so I'm just really appreciative. Thank you for uh, loving my friend so well. Um, I have just Thank absolute you. respect for you, Polly, and um, uh, you're a very, very important human being in in uh, in the way that I pray for Cuba. And so I'm just grateful and uh, looking forward to many more opportunities to serve yeah. along along side by side as uh, as God takes us throughout the world and takes us into and around Cuba. Um, folks, we have had just a great show. Again, all the notes will be in the, all the, all the contact, all the information will be in the show notes. If you want to continue to pray for Polly and Letty, God, uh, or, and if you want to uh, support them, I want to encourage you, United World Missions, uh, uh, uwm.org, go to their give page and use 31460 as a code to support them. Every gift will be used. Uh, you guys are amazing. We got a great show coming up next. Uh, we've got more guests coming in and we're thrilled to get this podcast off the ground and running and what a great way to do it with you guys. So, hey, God bless. And we will talk to you again soon, I hope. Thank you for joining us today on Say Yes and Become. Make sure you follow us on Say Yes Pod on Instagram or Twitter. Like us wherever you find us. Leave us a good rating and we will see you next time on Say Yes and Become.